Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Every Town Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shelf from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. We give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Hi, welcome to Strange Planet. I'm Richard Serrett, and today I have some exciting news to share with you. Our spring sale has officially begun, and for a limited time, you can save 50% on a yearly subscription to Strange Planet on Supporting Cast. That's 50% off ad-free listening, bonus content, and so much more. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm or click the link in the show notes and choose a yearly subscription option and then enter the promo code SPRING at checkout. Yearly subscribers to Strange Planet will receive ad-free listening, the monthly edition of my newsletter, Inner Sanctum, plus exciting bonus episodes. The following audio is taken from one of my favorite bonus episodes about UFOs shutting down nuclear missiles. Have a listen, and if you enjoy the clip, subscribe by using code SPRING on Supporting Cast. The Pentagon now investigating specifically UFOs that possibly turned off nuclear warheads. I mentioned the All-Domain Anomalous Resolution Office. I believe they interviewed Robert Salas back in February. For those not familiar with what happened in 1967 at Malmstrom, Salas was a 26-year-old U.S. Air Force lieutenant colonel, and he's below ground at this point when this is happening. Can you give us an overview of what actually happened? Essentially what happened was that he and his commanding officer were in a in a bunker below the, the fenced-in area above them. So they were there, and Salas was one of the deputy launch commanders there, and he received a telephone call from a topside officer, the security person, a non-commissioned officer at the time. And uh, the, the non-commissioned officer um, was literally uh, beside himself. He said, you know, sir, there, there is this glowing red-orange object hovering about 50 to 60 feet uh, above the above the installation here, right above the fenced-in area, uh, what should I do? And uh, Robert Salas uh, said, you know, just calm, as calm as he could, just, you know, take it easy. Don't, don't do anything silly. Don't do anything rash. Just, uh, just keep on observing this thing. And uh, he hung up, they hung up the phone and uh, the, the officer continued to observe on topside. And then within minutes, uh, that same officer uh, from topside called him again in even more of a panic because the the uh, the craft itself was becoming a little bit more bright and a little bit more it was shining stuff down onto the ground and it was really becoming something that was uh, you know ex- extremely difficult to to understand for this poor guy he says it was the size of a bus 
and it would be uh, something that would really kind of scare anyone. And apparently one of the other officers uh, in trying to move away from the fenced in area was injured. I think he, he ripped open his arm or something at the time trying to get, get away from the situation. So it was, it was quite a quite a, a very collision of reality and and, and just absolute uh, stupendous unbelievability. And so uh, that was the the call was very brief. And then uh, as soon as they hung up, what happened after that was within seconds after uh, the the phone uh, the phone call ended, uh, Robert Salas noticed that uh, ten of his ICBM missiles that he was in charge of you know watching over and preparing for launches if if it did occur, they they went down. They went into a, what they called a no go situation. And um, again, for those not familiar with what happened in 1967 at Malmstrom, Salas was a 26-year-old U.S. Air Force uh, lieutenant colonel, and he's below ground at this point um, when this is happening. Just can you give us kind of an overview of what actually happened? One at a time, one right after another. Each one of the missiles went down. <laughs> 